Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. We'd love for you to come read with us in our book club on the Fable app, where you can chat with us about your favorite scenes, vote for your favorite characters, and even help pick our next read. Or you can follow us on Instagram to get a sneak peek at upcoming content. It's pick of the week time. Pick of the week, pick of the week. I love pick of the week. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) It's so much fun to like just very briefly and sometimes not well formulated, like talk about a book. (laughs) It's like a fun like, and this happened. So much. Yeah, for real. Honestly, though. If we spend as much time as we do on like our, our pod books. We wouldn't get through any of the ones that we're reading in between. So No. Yeah. <laughs> Not even close. Yeah. So um, my pick of the week this week is the second book in a series. It's called Hellbent by Leah Bardugo or Bardugo, however you say her last name. Uh, the name probably sounds familiar, though, because she is obviously the author behind like the Grishaverse and uh, Six of Crows and all that jazz, which now has a Netflix series. Um, I watched the first season. I don't know that I watched the second season. But eh, anyways, this book is like super out of my normal like genre. Um, so it was kind of fun and like refreshing to t- try something different. But uh, the premise, and it's hard because this is the second book in the series, but kind of the premise is that uh, this girl named Alex, uh, which is short for Galaxy, a uh, fun little <laughs> excuse me what <laughs> galaxy yeah so her name is galaxy stern and her mom is like one of those like super uh like crystals and like healing energy that's why your name is galaxy yeah just a little tidbit there um but she goes to yale um and she was recruited by this like kind of shadowy secret society um and that organization is like an overwatcher or like a guardian for all of the other secret societies at Yale that do magic um except it is super fucked up like dark magic um the example that like keeps popping into my mind is from the second book so uh one of their famous alumni is like a pop singer and uh they had they did a ceremony that like Alex and her um, like friend had to watch over and make sure like nothing went sideways um, where they had a like a mockingbird or like a singing bird like trapped onto this woman's like mouth and they were like chanting and they had to like do this chant until the bird pooped in her mouth and then that would give her the magic ability to like create the next pop like number one on the chart single. Holy shit. Yep, that kind of. (laughs) Yeah, holy shit. Yep. So it's that kind of like (laughs) fucked up magic. Yeah. And there was another one where um, this like military guy came in and he is like a general um, and they went to this one secret society that he's an alumni of and they reanimated this like dead body and they had like a big Ouija board on the floor and this like dead body was like scuttling around. Yeah, terrifying. We all know how much you love Ouija boards. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I got immediately okay, triggered. Okay, Katie. Sidebar: uh-huh. I went to a tattoo studio <gasps> on Friday, and they had a gigantic coffee table, and the whole top was a Ouija nope. board. 
And all I could think of was you when I, <laughs> nope. when I looked at this thing. <laughs> not allowed. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> that will not be anywhere in my house. But yeah, so it's like the fucked up, scary, dark type of magic. But um, the plot is like a continuation of the last book. And um, in the last one, her friend, who's like her mentor in um, potential love interest, they kind of like flirt the line a little bit. Um, Darlington, Danny Arlington, uh, adorable nickname, first of all. <laughs> comes up with these <laughs> kinds of names? Well, it's like her joke for him. His name is Darlington because he's like this very posh, like well-bred society man that goes to Yale and he's kind of like unintentionally snooty and he'll like quote like history and literary books like very much someone that probably belongs at Yale. <laughs> I was gonna say I know. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of someone else we know. Oh yeah, spot on. Uh, but yeah, so they were uh, fighting this bad guy in the last book and Darlington got dragged into hell and like actual hell, not like, you know, a funny literary metaphor or something like legit hell. He's being like tortured every single day kind of thing. And so Alex is trying. She's on this like conquest to try to get him back, except the secret society that they both work for is like, no, you know, it's too risky. It's all of these like regular people could find out if anything goes wrong because you're literally trying to open a portal into hell and like what could go wrong? Like everything could go wrong. And so Alex has to find some way to get Darlington out of hell. And I don't want to ruin it, but uh, they try something about like 30% into the book. So that like tells you it didn't go well. Uh, and hijinks ensue of the very dangerous, spooky, uh, demon-esque sort. <laughs> this sounds way out of my book comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely out of my book comfort zone too. Um, so I picked up the first one. It's called Ninth House. And um, I saw Leo Bordego and I was like, okay, like I've really loved her other books. They're always kind of like, um, they have like a fun fantasy romance like side to them. Um, but they're a little bit like more hefty. There's some like really heavy like themes in a lot of them. So I was like, oh, I'll probably like this one. And it totally caught me off guard that it's like modern day, like the regular people. But then you pull in this like dark magic and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of hooked. <laughs> I can, so I don't like modern day settings. Mm -hmm. a whole Like paranormal stuff is not my jam yeah. for reading. I mean, there's a few that I'll, I'll dive into, but the Yale setting is, in, is intriguing. Mm -hmm. So is this like an alternate reality Yale or is this our Yale with, um, I think that's the freakiest part. And it's kind of like an ongoing theme, at least in the second book is like, it's our Yale, but with this like kind of plausible under like layer that there's secret societies that have like done all these like fucked up magic ceremonies or whatever to get like certain people in power and to get more, you know, like influence in like political power or, you know, yada, yada. And it kind of so it's not real, but it feels like it's plausible. And I think that's kind of like the magic behind it is like, this is the magic that you don't like to think about because you like to think it's like sunshine and fairies, but it's actually like super fucked up things and, you know, dark basements. <laughs> so if, so you said this was the second book in a mm -hmm. series. Yeah. Um, and I know I've seen, I haven't read Ninth House, but I've seen it everywhere. Yeah. I know it's pretty popular. Is there going to be a third book or is this a duology? Um, there should be because it kind of ended in not a cliffhanger, but definitely like there's still some plot ties, plot ends that aren't wrapped up yet. Um, so I definitely think there's going to at least be a third book. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then 
I'm I'm still not convinced yet, but maybe people <laughs> who like this this genre um, are already sold on it. So what are what are like crossover books for you that kind of tie this to maybe like our normal reading like stack? Yeah. Um, so I will say um, I read probably like last year, I think, um, or maybe more recently, um, House of Salt and Sorrows, which is like a fantasy retelling of the 12 Dancing Princesses. Um, but the book has like some super creepy, like ugh, unsettling vibes behind it. Um, so it has that same like unsettled like vibe throughout the book. And then I would also say... I love this series, um, the Skolomance series, A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. Um, It has that same kind of like outsider character who has to like create ties and friendship with like people she wouldn't normally work with. But also that very like unsettled, like kind of freaky side of magic um, vibe to it. And then finally, The Whole Secret Society, obviously, The Atlas Six. Um, I read that book and didn't particularly enjoy it. It's by Olivia Blake, I think. Yeah. Um, I would say that Hellbent is like a better version, <laughs> which feels mean to say, but it's okay. true. <laughs> and now I have a whole other stack of books I need, mm-hmm. to, I need to dive mm-hmm. into. Well, I've read, so Naomi Novik, she wrote the uh, Spinning Silver, right? Yep. Yeah. She wrote that. And then she also wrote uh, Uprooted. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I loved both of those. Yeah. So that might be It has okay. the same kind of very encompassing concept of magic where it's like um you feel like there's a lot of things that you're not even like picking up on, but it's so like heavy and heady and like very like enthralls you and like pulls you in. That's exactly how this book felt. It's that same kind of like vibe of high fantasy, but in a very approachable way. Okay. Mm-hmm. I So in Shadow and Bone, that series mm-hmm. is very much high fantasy, yeah. right? I would say so. I haven't read that one. So that like that's one of the books on my on my shelf that I bought the <laughs> hard copy version. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to read this one day because there's a goddamn Netflix show already uh-huh. about it. I'm behind the power <laughs> curve. So for, I don't know, for me mm-hmm. at least, having not read this author at all, would you start with Ninth House or mm-hmm. would you start with Shadow and Bone? Um, So I would start with Shadow and Bone just because it's like so widely popular that it's, it's like one of those kind of um, token books that I feel like everyone should probably read. Um, and you kind of get vibe check I feel like on how the author approaches her storytelling so if you like the kind of heavier emotional trauma like because yeah it's high fantasy but she deals with some like really heavy themes like the main character in that book Alina um, she's kind of against her will pitched up to be this like saint figure like almost like a god but she's not she just wants to be a regular person and so that's kind of like the emotional blowback of that is kind of her story arch. Um, I will say it's very similar for Alex in Ninth House is she was a drug addict before and she got this kind of second chance, but she's continually like dragged into this um, like darker underbelly that she's, you know, trying to move on with her life. But like the remnants of her past kind of keep like showing up to haunt her and she has to work past that to be, you know, who she was meant to be. So I think it's very similar themes. You had me at emotional trauma. I'm sold now. <laughs> There's so much emotional trauma in like this book and in the Shadow and Bone series. Like it's all like very heavy, like not monologues, but like 
that heavy kind of like, holy fuck, man, this character is going through it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love mm-hmm. when the characters suffer yeah. because the ending is so much sweeter. Yep. Uh-huh. So that's definitely true in this book. Um, not to spoil it, but they have to face their own demons. And uh whether that is literally or you know metaphorically i will leave that for you to find out (laughs) all right Mm -hmm. well i know what i'm reading next so (laughs) from katie's shelf (laughs) to to yours we'll see you on the next page Hi, readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Music. Thanks for listening.